Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Caitlin Eden. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. takes over and over That's again true. and i thought you know break out I, i'm trying to break out of the norm change it like you guys won't even know it'll be so subtle they're changing after it's the gonna, course the whole of 90. opening is going to change you'll see i'm We're just going to try to come with something new and drastically different every I time like now i like okay. it okay Today on our show, clocking in at 83 minutes, we're talking about 2013's Blackfish, directed by Gabriella Cowperthwaite. Uh, that's a hell of a name. That's sure a mouthful. Is. That's sure a mouthful. Is. She is a mouthful, that Gabriella. All right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, she directed a couple documentaries at this point, but uh, I believe this was her first thing. I'm excited to be back on the show doing my second fish documentary. Yeah, yeah. As I, that's a good way to kick this off. As I did uh, the catfish episode, and now back doing blackfish. That's uh, right. But, Caitlin uh, is the fish expert. Fish documentary. Fish documentary. Expert. Even more specific. And yeah. spoiler alert: neither of these documentaries are about fish. No. Yep. In any way. Well, well, a, a whale is of a. It's an aquatic mammal. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, all right. I guess you're right. Sure. When you're those, right, you're uh, right. Those local sailors who call them blackfish are dead wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Um, when we watched Catfish, I really wanted it to be like a horror movie. And this one, I felt like I was I was expecting like a really didactic, like um, soapbox, like stop being cruel to these whales. And really what it's like is, and we like true crime podcast uh-huh. it's a lot like a true crime profile of a oh, criminal absolutely. but the criminal's a whale is the whale it's yeah. really cool well he's not the only criminal like the, there are lots That's of humans true. at fault in this in this film mm-hmm. um, was this your first viewing of it yep oh yeah mine too see yeah. this was the second time I had seen this documentary so I guess I was the only one going into it with uh, a little bit knowledge. more <laughs> knowledge under yeah, my belt That's Someone, right. someone's seen this more than us that's right. Once more, Once to be more. exact. Um, yeah, I thought it was so cool and so compelling because I was not expecting. Uh, it, it's almost from the diff- other side. There's two opposing sides. One's kind of pro whale in this, or and the other's kind of uh, watch out. These are dangerous creatures mm-hmm. we're dealing with here. Yeah. You get to see a kind of a neutral stance on this whole debate about mm-hmm. whale versus human and and the conditions they're kept in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, this movie was uh, released by CNN Films. Really? Question yes. Mark? Okay. They uh, yeah. Apparently, they saw this movie, uh, like this documentary, and like they wanted to help CNN and another group or company or agency or something like that. They wanted to get the movie more press, so they helped like release uh-huh. it in wider uh, to wider audiences. Okay. So yeah, CNN. Uh, it was just weird. I was like, CNN films. There's a first and only I've ever seen. The only, the only factoid I have is uh, we talked about Jackass that we really said not too long ago, and the Steve-O, I guess protested after he he this movie moved him so much that he went to SeaWorld to protest and he got arrested and that made the news. That's all I remember about this movie. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. And they don't feature a single Steve-O moment in this. Well, movie. this is after the movie was. Yeah, released. that's true. Um, 
So you want to start it off? Yeah, we get into it with, uh, it opens dramatically with a police phone call. Yeah, Yeah. 911 call. We get a black screen with a date on it, February 24th, 2010. There's this 911 call, and uh, the person making the 911 call doesn't sound all that panicked or frazzled, but they Uh, indicate that a... We need an ambulance at uh, SeaWorld. A whale ate a trainer, is what they say. And And the... Dispatcher uh, says, "Say what?" And uh, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that should happen." <laughs> like, it's just so like I think he knew something like that. That he was going to elicit a shock response, and he was just already prepared to be cool with his. Yeah. I, no, I don't know. A whale ate a trainer. Yeah, no uh, big deal. Ate a trainer. Ate it her uh, hand, and I forget the details. It was pretty graphic, though. Um, yeah. Or does that come later? Because we get to hear it again later. Yeah, we just we just hear like the first couple lines of this nine one one call, mm-hmm. and then um, ate one of the trainers and yeah, yeah it uh, it dismembered the hand or something like mm-hmm. the the it arm. Ate the it, arm. It still has the arm. Is yeah, what they're, 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 he swallowed it. Saying. Yeah, he like took off. They kind of dance around it. They don't really say it right away. Like he, it's it's still with her or something. Like he's yeah. still with her. Like what? And so it has, still has the. Uh, the arm, like they like they hesitate to almost say the arm at yeah. one point. Yeah. And we get the title, so it's a big dramatic yeah. opening there with the title, and we see footage of a whale jumping, and we get to see a SeaWorld ad, you know, yeah. kind of pro SeaWorld, almost like judging by the tone, it's almost satirical, and it's a approach. it's almost just like look at these motherfuckers yeah. right here, like look at the yeah. balls that these people have. Wait till you hear the story that we have to tell you. You mm-hmm. thought that phone call was interesting? It gets it unravels into a, a much World. more elaborate tale. Do you believe Sea World? Former trainers begin speaking about Sea World. We got uh, John yeah. Hargrove, Samantha Berg, Mark Simmons. To name a few, and these uh, there's like five that are like the main uh, yeah. uh, interviewees. Interviewees, yeah, uh, and they're all they're former, all that's former Sea World trainers. If you don't quite realize where this movie's going yet, like at first you like that's your first clue. Like you're gonna hear some like if the, if they didn't have the phone call immediately, you see like five former Sea World trainers. I'm, yeah. I'm watching it and I know it's suspenseful because they talk about how bright-eyed and idealistic they were when they started. And yeah. I just know, based on what we already saw, something's going to happen to these people. Something goes down. Yeah. It's very, it is effective documentary. And yeah. It moves. It's a driving documentary. Um, Mark Simmons is a, I guess he admits he's a bit of a rube. He's from uh, Virginia and he wore his wetsuit backwards when he started at SeaWorld. I yeah. thought that was a yeah. funny little story. Very naive. Yeah. Mostly the theme there is just they were idealistic. They didn't know a thing about whale training. They just kind of were thrown into the deep end. Uh, yeah. They, yeah they, like, were, they all talk about being moved by having gone to SeaWorld and seen yeah. the trainers and, and saying that's something I wow, want to do. Wow, that's something, yeah, that I I can't believe do. that. That's amazing. And then immediately falling in love with it on their first day you know they all talk about how immediately they were gripped by the the life and the job and 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 doing this and uh, and the immediacy of the sea world training seems to be a common theme throughout because they were thrown right into their training yeah um we get to see a little bit of a clip of a training video shown to the sea world employees narrated by james (laughs) earl jones james earl jones 
narrating the SeaWorld training video. That was very uh, interesting. This was already, when this movie kind of, the timeline is Shamu's already established and is a thing at SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. And he's training in the video. like, to interact in the water with Shamu, you must, it's going to take balls. <laughs> it's the 80s and Shamu is a celebrity in his here at SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. Um, so these new trainees are, you know, thrown right into it. Thrown yeah. right into killer whale training. Like, riding the backs of these orca whales and interacting with them with very little discussion about, you know, who who these animals are, what their behaviors are like. Mm -hmm. I found that really shocking Mm -hmm. because we see a video clip of this, you know, this young woman jumping on the back of an orca whale and riding around the perimeter of the pool and... She, like, admits in her interview that she had very little training leading up to that and how nervous she was, but that was just sort of the mentality of SeaWorld is that, like, oh, you just figure it out as you go along and, yeah. you know, learn as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah uh, definitely just on-the-job training, just, yeah. Yeah. There I you mean, go. And the scariest of all, like, mm-hmm. imagine being thrown into, you know, having to ride a whale, but imagine having to dress up like Dorothy and parade around <laughs> with a sea lion as, in front of uh, paying dorky. customers yeah. as dorky. Dor- oh, that's that's much ego. more terrifying. Than, yeah, just throw me on the back of a whale any day. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I was looking at my notes and I was like, one of them was dorky despite his initial hesitance. What the fuck am I? That's <laughs> yeah. right. He, he said, I'll never do that. He, s- never he saw that me. show years ago and then sure enough, a few yeah. months later, he he there he is dressing up like dorky. John John Jed, he's another former trainer. He's the bald dude. He says something profound about whales. He says somebody's looking back. So you kind of glean from that these whales are have individual personalities. They have complex brains. They have true emotions. Mm-hmm. And then we're introduced to some footage, trainer footage from 1994. And we're introduced mm-hmm. to Dawn, who is one of the best uh, apparently former SeaWorld trainers ever. Yes. She's like the Nancy Kerrigan character of this story. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is like Itani, and they cut to the whale in the interview. It's like, and then Dawn came along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucking Dawn. But no, she was loved and respected yes. among all the trainers. Yeah, they like, all just gush about her. Yeah, yeah, she was. she appeared to be very skilled. And, and she was very concerned about safety. Yes. Like, safety was always the top priority of hers, as always. it should be for any trainer. Yes. So that made her very good at her job for mm-hmm. another reason. She was interviewed on the news, so she kind of like was a representative of uh, in the mainstream of, of these Sea World trainers. Yeah. Um, and then there's a quote that someone said, so much experience when you realize what happened to her. And I think what they're implying is if it happens to her, whatever happened could happen to anybody. Yeah. yeah. And one of the trainers says that at one point, you know, if like it happened to Dawn, it could have happened to any of us. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys are starting to get this feeling, but I'm starting to feel like this, maybe we're not to be trusting these whales. These, they're not, they're questionable. Some of their behavior here, but. Well, we to, haven't quite figured it out yet. To me, I'm not questioning the whales yet because we don't, like, as far as we know, this is, we're only hearing about one situation. Mm-hmm. We're not it's not yet. until we get, you know, okay. a few minutes into it where we're like, oh shit, we're talking about several different whales here. But how about this scene next? Uh, and now we're back to February 24th and there's like a mm-hmm. courtroom, like, deposition. Yeah. Thomas Tobin's being interrogated. And, and this I, is like the graphic. Yeah, I kind of like yeah. this too. You can't, because, you know, you can't bring video into, into most courtrooms. courtrooms. So, yeah, to represent it, they have like these very basic sketches on like, lined uh notebook paper that ha- and the text is 
kind of typed out typewriter above you know yeah. kind of like a storyboard style yeah, just for all you get is some music backtrack and you read the dialogue there on of, the screen of what was exchanged in court yeah Thomas Tobin's testimony is that Dawn was scalped by yeah, the whale she was scalped and lost an arm he swallowed the arm yes and uh, and died in the process of all of that as a result OSHA uh, O-S-H-A, yes. which is the uh, uh, Occupational <laughs> Safety and Health Administration. Thank yes. you. Yes. Uh-huh. We, our hesitation was to make sure that we got it right, because yeah. we, we were making sure that we knew it mm-hmm. ahead of time. And I knew it. That's yeah. right. Kayla is the only one. <laughs> I did. am the fish documentary expert, <laughs> she is after, after all. all. That's right. The OSHA sues SeaWorld. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. In Florida. SeaWorld Orlando. SeaWorld Orlando, yes. Swimming with orcas is inherently dangerous, is their stance. Yes. Whoopi so, even says, We don't speak whale. Yeah, it's we don't news, speak monkey. It's we a bunch don't... of news clips of like after this story had broken, uh, you know, in uh, 2010, of like, you mm-hmm. know, it going around. And then, of course, it became the subject that a lot of people were talking about, like these yes. killer whales. And like, should we be. Uh, you know, how, how are there, should we have these trainers, you know? How should they be interacted with? Yes. How should they be treated? And OSHA really isn't even asking for much, in my opinion. OSHA's just asking that SeaWorld keep trainers out of the water with killer whales. Yeah. Not, right. like, release all the killer whales into the wild, which no. would be, like, the humane thing to do. Right. Like, they're not going all PETA yeah. about it, but... They just, just like look. People can get really hurt here right. on the these, job like, because 20, of these whales. Twenty thousand pound, you know, whales. <clears throat> they say a physical barrier is needed now. Yes, that's their stance. There's a news montage. We get conflicting views about this. It's a hot topic. Yeah, and then one historian, I guess, who's an expert on this whale psychology, he says you need to understand the history of how this all went down. So now we go Boom, back. Flashback yeah. to yeah. 1979, 39. Yes. I think so. Right? Seventy. Yeah. Nineteen seventy. Sound. Washington, 1970, mm-hmm. and it, what we have is capture teams that are—they're just teams. Yeah, they're hunters exactly essentially, they yeah. Like. Yeah. capturing killer whales. They got speedboats, they got bombs, they have hunting instruments. There's these assholes in these boats that hunt orcas, and yeah. they sell mm-hmm. the young ones because the big ones are too big. They the, the costs of transport. The shipping yeah. cost is too high. That's why they only take the babies. That's just like heartbreaking. Yeah, they we got this. We got this. This. Uh, this. Grizzled out yeah. fisherman type Tattooed guy. Tattooed Santa. Talking about, yeah. Him. I don't even know his name. I don't. Fuck yeah, him. it doesn't matter. But he's yeah. basically talking about this uh, one, at least one specific event wherein they noticed, like, what they basically in the hunt, uh, what they discovered was that the males would veer off into, like, as they were swimming away from the hunters, they'd Not veer just, off. Sorry, it wasn't just the males, it was any of the childless whales. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so any of the childless whales or the fathers of the whales that, you know, have babies would veer off into a different bank of water to try and lead the hunters away from it where the mothers and the babies would go into a different channel mm-hmm. to try and escape the hunters. And the hunters, because they had planes, too, yeah. saw the... Because the mammal, you they know, they're saw, mammals. They have yeah, to come up for water at some point. come up for air, not for water. Or for, yeah, I'm sorry, for, for air from the water. These these assholes had resources. They, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. The bearded guy says in a remorseful, you know, recollection, he just started crying when he said... When he noticed that orcas can communicate as babies were taken, they, like, let out these kind of... These cries. These cries. Yeah. yeah. So he started crying, but he didn't stop working. So. No. Okay. Yeah. And then he talks about uh, 
that some of the whales died. Yeah, like, yeah. three in the, in three the, of the whales in uh, transportation died. Died, yeah. and, and so what did they do about it? Oof. Oh, it's so brutal. They made them cut open the whale, put them in rocks, essentially put rocks gut in their them, bellies, fill them with anchors on their tails, and, and, and then and drop them into the water to sink them. Sink the whales to the bottom like the Titanic. So SeaWorld went from Washington to Iceland because of these guys, basically. Yeah. So then we meet Tillicum, who yes. is going to be the main uh, orca. Yeah, the star of this movie. The star of the documentary, yes. The Adnan Saeed of the movie. <laughs> what? I don't know. He's from Serial Season 1. Oh, okay. Uh, so Tillicum... Was a baby and, captured at age two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at two years old, he's already 11 and a half feet long. Yeah, like... Big guy. Yeah. 12,000 pounds or something. Yeah, like, he's, he's very big for his age. And yeah. so they already know, like, oh, this guy's going to be a star. Because when it comes to SeaWorld and their orcas, you know, the bigger the better. Yeah. But now we cut to a Sea Land ad, which mm-hmm. is like a whole other thing. Sea Land of the Pacific or something like that? Yeah. Is that, that this part? Yeah, this was, um, yeah, that was um, uh, in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, well, before this, we're still learning okay. about Tilikum. The trainer's... All love Tilikum because Tilikum oh, yeah. is responsive. He seems to enjoy performing. He wants to learn. He wants to learn. He wants to interact. He, he wants forms to a please. bond. Yeah. All of the trainers have formed sort of a bond with Tilikum, presumably because Shamu is all full of himself because of you know he's a star at this point. Yeah. He or her, I don't know what Shamu is, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're like fuck Shamu. She's a bitch. But Tilikum, mm. she's he's sweet. Yeah, this movie doesn't focus on Shamu at all. It's is, wait, movie. is there a real Shamu or is just Shamu whichever like killer whale's performing like in the show that night? It's a moniker because whales yeah. die, and there's always a Sham. There was a Shamu for like years and years. Yeah, so there's so. no like singular Shamu. Yeah. It's just they are like all Batman. Shamu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, Sealand, they boast that they specialize in the care and display of killer whales. Yeah. And we're going to find out. Oh, no. Not the case. Oh, no, no. They, they do not. They're not very good with the care of killer whales. No. We cut to interviews with associates, former Sealand employees who were of Tilikum. And he was the star there. He did backflips. And when he didn't do correctly, punishment techniques were used on him. Yeah, the training involved punishment, which was... Yeah. I, Negative reinforcement as opposed to that's right. more positive mm-hmm. reinforcement. And what they would do is that they would get an older, already trained whale to sort of mentor the new whales. And so, uh, you know, Tilikum was being trained by, a, you know, an older whale. And when Tilikum didn't do the behavior that he was asked to do by the trainer that neither Tilikum nor the older whale would get any food. Yeah. So eventually so those older it, whales it, got pissed. It's one of those well, like, well, be like, fine, then we're all going to have to yeah. stay late because it's, somebody won't uh, tell us the truth here. It's the soap beating in a full metal jacket. Yeah. One of them fucks up. It, it affects the rest of the, the soldiers. Yeah, like, yeah. but we're all going to do some yeah. push-ups now. Like, you son of a bitch. So, so they, then, yeah. There's tension yeah. in the ranks now. So then those older whales started then bullying Tilikum and they would rape him rake him yeah which Ooh. would mean that they would take their teeth and drag it along like essentially his like skin. scrape him with their mm-hmm. teeth poor tilicum man yeah so you feel really bad for him and then you, you also find out that they're essentially locked in these like dark metal pools this kid this small a very box. small cage for like mm-hmm. most of their life two-thirds of their life two-thirds of their life yeah because yeah, when the park closes at like five they put the whales in and then nobody takes them out until 7 a.m the next morning you and know? because they're, they're the reason that they stay in this little cage essentially is because they were afraid that if they let it swim out in the open net 
cage that they have established there that someone would come o- come along in the middle of the night and cut open the ropes that are holding it and, and free then free the whales. whales. So yeah. they had to kind of lock them in this little tiny cage like so in the middle of this pool. And the, the workers, like, this guy looks like Jim Jarmusch says it didn't feel good. They, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They know? knew it was wrong and, yeah. like, they felt bad for him and they knew that Tilikum was being bullied and attacked by the other whales and... You know, they talked about how hard that was for them, but, like, they're not the uppers. They're not making the rules. They didn't have the power to change them. One expert said this would lead to a psychosis he would want to kill as a result of this sort of abuse. Well, imagine. He meaning Tilikon. Yes. Being locked in. Yeah. (laughs) This would make me, if I had to see this for too long, it'll make me want to kill. Not the trainer. I want to kill everyone in SeaWorld. He would not get psychotic. (laughs) The whale would. (laughs) Um, it's a Canadian park. So yes, it, it's yeah. it's a yeah. yeah, it's a Canadian park, and we yeah. and then we hear the story of these two Canadian ladies, who uh, uh, are we? Yeah, 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 they, yeah the yeah. part-time worker that was killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so these we two get these eyewitness accounts. These yeah. two ladies two who women. visited the place one day, like and this we, was we uh, thought it would be a good place to go. You know, <laughs> yeah. they seemed like happy to be on camera, like a little too happy. They're Canadian, you know. This, they're just uh, like I, I get it. Yeah. Um, and so we get another date mm-hmm. at this point, and this is, and so they're telling the story of what happened at Sealand on February 20th, 1991. Yeah. These witnesses recount seeing a trainer attacked by a whale, mm-hmm. and, um, it was very almost accidental. The trainer was, like, walking along, and she sort of slipped, and her foot dipped down into the pool, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden... A whale, which they later identify as Tilikum, mm-hmm. but at first it's just a whale comes darting over when they see her foot dip in the water and they grab her foot and pull her in. Pull her down, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Into right. the drink. And the uh, sea lands closed after that. Yeah, but they identify this woman's cause of death as being drowned. Yeah, but that's the, uh, the initial report drowning, is like yeah. accidental drowning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she made a mistake. She slipped and fell and accidentally drowned in the water. The, and then the people are like, "Oh no, that's not that what happened. ain't what happened. We saw this shit. No we, memorials, no lawsuits. Just kind of swept it under the rug." Yeah, and they no. the witnesses say like nobody ever asked us about this ever, and we went home. Um, like, that's yeah, it. and Sealand tried to get out of it um, by well, they didn't want to put the blame on Tilikum because. They knew after this event happened that they were done. But, uh, you know, these orcas cost millions of dollars, and so they wanted to profit off of that. And Tilikum being male was even rarer because, the, you know, they need the males more to the males breed. Males can breed, yeah. Yeah. So they knew, um, He's so a they knew, semen. Yeah, so they knew they'd get a pretty penny for the price of Tilikum, and they didn't want to put on his head that he was this actual killer whale who killed this trainer. Right. But the eyewitnesses identify that Tilikum was the one who attacked him because he was the only one of the three who had the collapsed dorsal fin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we later, we'll, I mean, we'll get to it too, but like we later learned that that, that, that dorsal fin ain't right. That's not, that's not natural. That that's not right. normal. <clears throat> um, so SeaWorld bought Tilikum. Yeah. That's so right. that's how Tilikum gets to SeaWorld is that Sealand closes down and, uh, you know, SeaWorld so it's like, purchases. Well, shit, we can, we'll take that killer off your hands. We'll he's got, your... he's got gold cum in his We'll take Just that. Oh, Indominus Rex. Yeah, yeah why not? See, uh, <clears throat> that footage, that film footage from 1979, that Orca movie. Yeah, that, like movie. that oh, yeah. Jaws ripoff. So now that there's a conception, what they're saying is there's a conception in pop culture now, these misunderstood whales, because of these incidents. Yeah. It's namely this one that involved Tilikum. Yes. 
Yeah, and to this day, there's no record, according to an expert, of any orca doing any harm in the wild. Nothing. That's no. pretty important. Never attacking a human in the wild. They're yeah. incredibly intelligent, and we also learn that they're incredibly highly emotional creatures. Yes. They have this mm-hmm. other part of the brain that humans don't have. That mm-hmm. helps them uh, like process emotion differently, and uh, they have a repertoire of repertoire of vocalizations. Yeah, mm-hmm. they um, they were put in a brain imaging scanner. They have a part of the brain that humans actually don't. Highly elaborated. <laughs> That's what I just said. That's what you just said. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You're too busy reading your notes. <laughs> yeah, I was. I'm That's sorry. Okay. I was not listening. Uh, they live in big families. Females can live to 100 or more. Males 50 to 60. That, yes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's also revealed. <laughs> also they have a lifespan true. similar to humans. Yeah. Though uh, it doesn't seem similar when they throw those numbers out. Yeah. You know, it's the fun. females living to 100 and, oh, the men only live to about half that yeah, age. 60, maybe. Maybe. Jesus maybe. Christ. So uh, then it's 1992. Yep. Tillicum, who's 12,000 pounds at this point, arrives at SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. And immediately he's attacked by the females. Yes. The ladies do not like this new guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the orca society is a very matriarchal, uh, dominated society. And so the women start beating up on Tillicum. Poor guy who just yeah. came from an abusive relationship with two other lady yeah. whales. Yeah. Just can't seem to catch a break. Um, so the uh, trainers and everyone, they decide that they're going to keep Tillicum isolated. Yeah. To keep him safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so, his safety because he's getting beat up by the other whales. Their personal mm-hmm. accounts, they did not see him as a threat in any way. Yeah. No. No, he no. was fine. Tilly was a good worker. Yeah. Uh, you know, same thing that all the people at Sealand said. Uh, but he has these little incidents, though, Tillicum. I call him mm-hmm. Tilly now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tilly. well, that's what they, they start calling him at this point, too. That's when I started calling him. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I write. Oh, good, we can now. abbreviate it. Tilly. <laughs> so Jeff, the trainer, is doing a show, and then Tilly lunges at Liz, the trainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's they're instructed to get rid of the tape. Yeah. yeah, they were filming the show. He said it was a near-perfect show, which you only get maybe a couple times a week out of the dozens of shows that they do each week. And he was really proud of the tape. And then at the very end, Tilly lunges at a trainer, and SeaWorld says, you got to get rid of the tape. And he even tried to edit out the little bit where Tilly lunged at him and yeah. just make it look like a, a blip in the recording. And still they said, nope, you got to get rid of it. Yeah. It's unusable now. And this is where we start to learn that like SeaWorld kind of... Has, Shadiness. Uh, yeah, there, we start to learn about the shade that of them dusting things. The very sweeping, sweeping dusting it under the rug. Yeah, no, I like it. Dusting it under the rug. They're cleaning uh, shit up at the same time. They got rid of the tape. OSHA. Uh-huh. They didn't just sweep it. They they dusted it. OSHA cross examines SeaWorld, and an attorney grills one of the trainers, and she says that that, that line about all men are capable of rape, and the judge doesn't. Yeah, like we're back that. to another yeah. uh, sketch of the courtroom yeah. scene um, with the typed out uh, dialogue. Yeah, it's essentially a, a, a spokesperson for SeaWorld when questioned. Her defense is like, well, just because they're a killer whale and they could be capable of danger to humans. I mean, the same could be said about you. You could be yeah. a rapist, and that's like <laughs> judges like eh, uh, we're yeah. gonna strike, strike that record, that but somehow it got in there, like <laughs> yeah, because it's in the fucking. That's <laughs> it's true. in the documentary, so it made some report somewhere. Yeah, it made the record. The I, I don't know. Uh, one former trainer, it's it should be said, is cynical about the bonds that they develop. You know, so there are some trainers who have just done with whales. Not all of them still look at them in such a 
yeah. a, a nice He's like, way. you think that you form a bond, but no. Like, these are yeah. these are animals that are going to make their own decisions and do their own things mm-hmm. sometimes. Get another SeaWorld ad, 1990. Yeah. Talk about a 1988 whale birth, Baby Shamu. Baby Shamu. Like so baby there was a Shamu. Shamu. Yeah. yeah. Baby Shamu. But they're all Shamu. That's what I'm saying. Like... Um, I think it is like a how, moniker. It's how like could a there Batman be a new thing. Shamu? I, look, if world. Shamu is floating around SeaWorld, and then, then they can't be like, look, our new baby Shamu. Like, right. I don't understand. It's like the prestige. Look, if there's they a... kill the clone of Shamu. <laughs> that's true. It's exactly like the prestige. Take the but if anyone knows the truth out there, go ahead and write to us, 90under90.gmail.com. They separated the baby from her mom. Uh, there's another story about a Kalina separated from a Katina, and I say that yeah. This is the point of the yeah. movie where the names get really confusing, and I don't I don't even write down names of whales anymore. It's, it's just Katina. one whale did this, another whale did this. Well, yeah, I wrote down that uh, baby Kalina was disruptive, yeah, and um, she was going to be separated from her mom and sent to a different park, right? Because she was interrupting shows, being like, "Mom, yeah, like, mom, mom, pay mom. attention to me. Don't don't, don't don't go to work right now, mom." Yeah, yeah. which is like so cute, but SeaWorld's like. No, fuck that. Get that fucking baby Get out of here, Get that baby away. And then Katina wept in the pool, recalls one. They so freaked out. They, they refer to it as essentially grieving. Like, yeah. her grieving. She was just, just shrieking. Like went to a corner night. of the tank and just, like, stayed there and just shrieked. And the other whales would try to check on her, but she her shrieking would just, like, kind of scare them off almost. One of the heart, most heartbreaking fact is she tried to use long-range vocals, quote-unquote, to try and track the baby from miles and miles away. Yeah. yeah. Still trying, you Just know? so heartbreaking. Yeah. And then they talk about another mom and baby pair being separated. Mm-hmm. So we get to see that, again, this is... Uh, a pattern that SeaWorld is establishing of not, uh, you know, keeping families together, although they boast that they do, like, they just lie. And, yeah, then you start to see, like, the lies, like, that are being displayed by SeaWorld employees and footage of them lying about the lifespans of, they say that they only live to be about 25 or 30, which which is half of a male uh, lifespan. Right, which they do in captivity. They only live to 25 or 30, but they don't say in the wild they live, like, almost three times that long. Yeah, they say that the collapsed dorsal fin is very normal when we learn that only 1% of wild whales less have this, than one less than one percent have this collapsed dorsal fin it's a freak thing that happens but, but always it, happens in captivity a hundred percent of male whales in captivity have the collapsed dorsal fin. yeah Jeez. and that's when we also learn that whales travel in like these family units and they kind of yeah. stay within family units different mm-hmm. nations yeah. yeah yeah so we get to see the brainwashing oh yeah and, and sea world really lies doing. and says that you know, this is the family unit when it could be whales yeah. from three different sources put together and they just say, no, this is a family. They're with mm-hmm. their family. How about mm-hmm. that footage at the show of the bloody whale that's uh, yeah. next? The, yeah. The whale we, that, like, got... Audiences seeing this, they're pretty terrified, I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah. There's tension in closed quarters, which is, that's the... Yeah, opposite. the whales become it's, aggressive. It's whale on whale aggression. Yeah. Yeah, like, they, they attack each other. We see shots of the bloody whale. I think it's like our prison system not to get too preachy but you lock a bunch of dudes in a they're gonna start like bashing each other's heads in yeah and then we hear a story of one whale killing actually killing another whale while they were both in captivity i mean that's like as gruesome as it gets Mm -hmm. you know they're not just you know biting at each other and getting aggravated like they're they've killed each other it's something about like the like they they rammed the whale's 
head or something like that and like the the brain like bled out or yeah. something like something. Yeah. I can't remember Pretty the exact yeah. details but yeah it was like real violent and mm-hmm. um and then we start to learn about uh the trainers actually getting injured over time. Yeah, and it starts back in 1987. Yeah. A man was performing in a show, riding on the back of one whale, and then the second whale was supposed to jump over him and the yeah. other whale. And you and he see... essentially... Oh, man. It's crushed between was, two whales. Yeah, crushed between two whales. They say the only thing that kept his body together was the wetsuit. Oh, yeah. my God. But he had to have Oof. multiple surgeries. And SeaWorld... Uh, took it to the press as a trainer error. Yeah. They, no, it was his fault. It was a mistake. But then people would look at the video and be like, no, that didn't... That's He like, looks that's like he a, did everything right. It was yeah. like a mistake. It was, you know... Is mm-hmm. the next scene the really tense one with the calm trainer who keeps getting pulled under? You know who I'm talking about? He was like uh, a Oh, constant, no, not yet. Okay, yeah. okay, sorry. We're almost there. Uh, how We're about Orchid him. then? Orchid the whale grabbed a trainer's foot, dragged mm-hmm. her down, splash. Yeah, this girl Tamari. They and killed then, her. Yeah. Yeah, then uh, another whale was pulled under and got this, like, arm, like, essentially fractured and, like, the arm was bent in this U shape. This movie is, I mean, it's all true, so you can can get away with, what rating is this? It's PG-13, so it was, Mm -hmm. like, there's a couple things in there where I'm just like, how... When graphic are, are they going to show footage every here, but... day on the news like we see stuff yeah. like yeah. that exactly yeah so you get it we get a couple of in-depth anecdotes about trainer injuries and then we find out that there's a report um identifying over 70 yep. incidents of whales abusing or attacking trainers yeah and that number is just shocking like how how does it get that high and yet we don't make any changes and yeah that's when we get to the ken peters story that's they, right. yeah they are looking forward to. Six. Oh, six, yeah uh can you remember oh six i graduated way back in oh six you graduated mm-hmm. dane cook had a double album <laughs> double comedy <laughs> album oh it was a good time wasn't it yeah. retaliation Oh, yeah. Not for Ken Peters, though. That's right, Ken Peters. Not for one Kenneth Peters. The I assume his name is Kenneth and he not was, Kenjamin. Was he? What was he doing? Like a little like clinic for like some he like, was, professionals around, or was it a show? I think it was just a show. Okay, he was doing a public show. The whale took his foot and held him at the bottom of the pool. Like that whale, they're aware. They're not. This is no accident. They and are some, trying well, to they, fuck with him. They mention at times like it doesn't necessarily start as aggressive. Aggression. It could be playing, and, playing you know, like yeah. like a dog, like maybe play biting or like a, you know, yeah, something like that. But no, it, it quickly escalates into. But yeah, these behavior. pools can be like up to thirty feet deep. So yeah. like the whale brought him down to the bottom of the pool, held him down there for a couple minutes. And he was like well trained. He was a scuba, a scuba diver. diver. He was like yeah. well trained. Uh, knew exactly how to behave in this situation. Remained calm, and he kind of just kept getting pulled under. Yeah, when he came back up, he like he recounts the interview. He just kind of stood there, and he like, but he practiced some some breathing. Yeah, exercises. ventilating. Was, it was. Mm-hmm. He was pretty sure he was going back under. Yeah, so he he you know was preparing. And he was, for it. and then he you know the whale would bring him up, and he'd let him stay up, get a couple breaths, and then he'd bring him back down, and he did that maybe like three times or so Something before like he that. finally just let they, him go. Yeah, they put up, like, this net, and, like, the trainer was able to get over the net, but, like, that whale was coming right back for him. But yeah. he had to yeah, he rush scary. out of the water with, like, broken feet, you know? Like, oh, what gosh. a profesh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get another ad for yeah. SeaWorld featuring the Johnson family from Detroit, Michigan. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, God. 
<laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> Daniel P. Dukes. That story's pretty Oh, yeah, funny. 1999. Oh, stoner-looking dude? Yeah, he snuck yep. into SeaWorld. Supposedly stayed. undetected. This was the part where people found it hard to believe that this guy... Nobody saw this guy when they the have time. night guards it's walking fishy. around. They have yeah. cameras everywhere. Like, how did nobody see this guy, you know, sneak exactly. into the park? For so, real? yeah, clearly somebody probably saw it and it's getting covered up by SeaWorld. They're pr- trying to make it seem like this was something that nobody saw until the next day. Mm-hmm. But supposedly, this guy was eaten uh, after sneaking in. Got in the tank. He wanted to have like I guess a magical experience. Said one. Uh, yeah, and he trainer. was like naked with the whale. Yeah, and it, the watchman never heard any splashing or screaming. But the examiner's report said his genitals were bit off. Uh huh. Yeah, he was stripped of it. Like the whale somehow got the clothes off of him. Oh. Then and this I take this shit off, bitch. This is Tilikum too. Yeah. That, that did all this. This isn't just any whale. This is again right. the aggressive Tilly. Yeah. So I'm gonna kill that motherfucker. Mm hmm. And then we learned, like, so, so, like, why? Why is the, why has nobody fucking done anything about why is this? is he still there? Why? Mm-hmm. That gold that he's got. That gold and <laughs> that, that gold big old whale wiener. And, and that dork of his. Yeah. You see uh, whale dick in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, you do. So SeaWorld says that they're keeping him just for breeding purposes, yeah. which is a lie. Like, they do bring him out in shows, so yeah. that's a lie. They say they're keeping him for breeding purposes. Yeah. We see several gross shots of whale dick. Yeah. yeah. Of them jerking the whale off so they can collect collecting the semen. Collecting it in a giant I don't, I don't need Ziploc. to see you beating off a whale. And then we learn that 54% of the orcas at SeaWorld have tilicum genes. They now have bred... A monster, and they're spreading the monster's genes. I mean, I mean, he was abused, so it's like uh, nature versus nurture. Sure. Right. So, but the fact of the matter is that he has He's, a bunch of kids now all yeah, over SeaWorld. Could also be capable of this aggressive behavior. That's right. Um, and this is where we uh, learn about this park Laurel in Spain. Park. Laurel Park. In uh, Spain, this, Canary Islands, this island off of Spain. Yeah, as a park that was a, it's a, essentially the small SeaWorld esque type place that was totally unprepared for. Uh, it, it opened too early. They weren't ready. The people weren't fully trained properly. Mm-hmm. Should I say it? It's it's the Jurassic Park of uh, well, whale parks. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, they are just not ready. They are just not. But yeah, you know, they may God. have spared no expense, but man, they are just not ready. <laughs> but they open up and they've got four. Orcas that they got from SeaWorld. I've decided not to endorse it. <laughs> um, they rushed the park. Yeah, three years of animal problems. They're eating the pools. Yeah. They were eating them. Yeah, these four whales that were shipped over uh, to Spain. It's like Cookie Monster eating the car and yeah. call that bird. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> fucked up. It's a clusterfuck. So then we were introduced to this guy. He's a... a Employee at uh, Loro Park. Loro Park, yeah. And uh, his name was Alex. Yes. And he thought something was going to happen to him near the end of his tenure. And we go back, let's rewind, and this is when he was started. He's like, I never thought I was going to be a whale trainer, but sure enough, I fell in love with it. And this is his former fiancé telling us this. Yeah, yeah, we only see videos of him. He's, yeah. And, uh, there was an incident. And uh, she recounts getting a call and being told that he was dead. Something happened when he was training. Yeah, some type of accident. Yeah, mm-hmm. another another supposed accident. We get a graphic recount of, of her and her mom coming to the uh, to see the identify the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they ask if they want to see the body. They say, they say the chest looked like it practically had burst. Had burst. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. 
and she wasn't satisfied with the fact that they said it was an accident. Mm-hmm. So she finds it was an attack. Yeah, like a brutal attack. Not yeah. just an attack, like a brutal, brutal killing from these whales. And this guy was the best trainer at Laurel Park. Again, yeah. like Despite just the... like Dawn being the best like trainer at SeaWorld who got killed. Like this guy Alex was the best. Yeah, there. now granted best in this case is relative because they were underprepared mm, sure. and like you know, he probably wasn't uh but they said that he was probably the only trainer at this whole park mm-hmm. who could hold his own with a trainer at SeaWorld. And this was not Tillicum because he's back at the SeaWorld, right? No. But right. I believe these are Tilly's babies. Tilly's babies, yes, yeah. Right. Four of Tilly's babies, so it's not necessarily nature versus nurture. There's, There's some kind crazy of a conspiracy genes. going on here. And the senior trainers witnessed the death. SeaWorld, it should be noted that although they were affiliated with Laurel Park, because they gave them the whales, yeah, they denied any connection in court. Yeah, yeah they just flat out. It's said our whales, that but it's up to you to take care of them. Like, no affiliation between Laurel Park and SeaWorld when yeah. clearly there was. And this is when we get to the most recent event, the 2010 event, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're back at the, the day of Dawn's death. Yes. Yeah, and we start seeing video of Dawn with Tilikum in that final show that she that she performed right, with Because there's multiple shows throughout the day, but they're noticing... She always recorded every show. They talk about that earlier in the documentary, that yeah. Dawn was so dedicated to her job that she filmed every show that she did, and she would go back... Like an athlete, her... yeah. She'd look yeah, back at it, and she'd take a pen, and, and she'd be like, all right, now here's where you were, and you need to be up here. And critique her own work. And on the day that it happened, at first he was fine, and he was going to happen, but first, though, that first there was they missed a whistle bridge on the perimeter peckway. If you can't do that, you yeah, cannot I mean, miss can't, a whistle bridge that. on can't the perimeter miss the bridge. You miss the whistle bridge on like the perimeter peckway? Yeah, they should have known right there that you know things were gonna go south. I mean, so, once you miss the whistle bridge, then it's it's all so on the Tilly, perimeter peckway. On that yeah. one, yeah. So Tilly misses the whistle bridge, which results in him not getting any food. Yeah, that's the big issue. Mm-hmm. He's hungry because so, yeah. essentially he just doesn't doesn't hear the whistle necessarily. Like that's kind of like what yeah. you can surmise from this. He's doing the trick. He does, he does it correctly. Yeah, and then just keeps going with it instead of going instead of back to the trainer back like, when he's called so really there's now no reinforcement for new behaviors because he knows that they have a system with the fish and he can hear he the, can hear the, when the they gets to the bottom of he the knows bucket. we're getting low on getting, fish here yeah. i know i'm not going to be eating much anymore he's getting pissed off he's frustrated he's like what the mm-hmm. fuck i just did your whole peck wave like what do you want me to do now like i i deserve fish at this point and they have what don i guess referred to as a relationship session yeah, so, like, after the show, she goes to just, like, hang out with him, you know, so that they can have a little bit of bonding. Like, hey, good job, buddy. You know, we just did a great show. Mm-hmm. And that's when he, like... Grabs pull, her arm. Pull, yeah, grabs her, her arm, pulls she her down. Dies. yeah. She did. He, and that's when we get, go back to the call, and I think we get more details. He says he still has her. Yeah. He still has her as he's calling in. Yeah. Ugh. And he says... Mm-hmm. Uh, this okay the the fucking ponytail defense. Yeah, this is the yeah, this well, is the first, slimiest. Well, thing before that, we get to the ponytail yeah. defense, SeaWorld tries to lie yeah. and say that she fell into the tank. Yeah, it was her fault. It was a mistake. It was her fault. She fell into the tank. But then they change their story because then eyewitness testimony refutes that. They say no, she didn't fall into the tank. That, she was in she there was with grabbed. the whale she was already. Pulled under. Yeah, she was pulled under. So then. SeaWorld changes their story, and then they decide to blame Dawn. Yeah. 
Which is terrible because she's dead and can't defend herself. There's a guy, he's a safety spotter, he gives a testimony and he says, if she were here, she would have said it was her mistake. Ugh. Yeah, that yeah, one of those spokespeople who's tried to they cover it up. It's bullshit because mm-hmm. her hair was in a ponytail, a long ponytail. But you see, yeah, like, vulnerable to no, something. The, the the whale grabbed her by the ponytail. So mm-hmm. what? So you know, like, like yeah. theoretically, she should have had her hair up in a tight bun to keep it from being loose and flowing. But then they show multiple shots of other trainers with long ponytails. Nope, this yeah. this thing happens Never, all the time. There's yeah. no. This is not a repeat. Yeah. Problem. Uh, Jeff Andrews, who's, I guess, a SeaWorld expert witness. He plays Randall in Clerks, right? <laughs> he, Jeff Anderson. I know. I know. He says it wasn't Tillicum's fault. It's weird. Yeah. yeah the, he says the good folks are... Bl- oh, this is... Uh, does he say this? The good folks are blaming the whale? No, that's me. This is my little... Yeah. <laughs> You're like, am I misquoting a guy or yeah, is this yeah. my thought? Is this the, my I say quote? the good folks are blaming the whale. The bad guys are defending it but for the wrong reasons. Like, that's yeah. kind of how the vibe I'm getting from this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. Either, SeaWorld is trying to cover this up as best they can. They're trying to put the blame on someone other than themselves. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and that's not the case. I mean, it's their fucking agitated whale that they've been holding on to this whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they just essentially get away with it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? They just keep spinning their web of lies and... I wrote down something that stuck with me that the whale expert guy said, and he said that in 50 years we'll look back and say what a barbaric time we lived in when, you know, SeaWorld was an operational place. I'm like, that's so true. Resonates with me today, you know? Yeah, Um, I mean, it should resonate with anybody after watching this documentary, and I think it, you know, it really does. And the rest of it, like, there's still a few more minutes left, but it's just kind of like a wrap-up conclusion of everyone's thoughts about it. And what we learn is that, like, there was an OSHA ruling. Yes, in May 2012, um, it was decided by the courts that orcas must be separated from trainers by a barrier. Yeah, so they have to, like, the trainers essentially have to stay behind glass. SeaWorld has appealed. And SeaWorld has appealed. SeaWorld's like, fuck that, we want to fight that. Because there haven't been enough deaths and injuries along the way. Right, they're ruining our shows, our our valuable orca shows. Protesters want Tillicum free, it's a big issue, Yeah, as it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a 5K run for Dawn, that's nice. Yeah. Um... And then, the, yeah, her memory lives on. Yeah, you know. And then to kind of wrap it up, the documentarians, I think they decided, well, let's get all some former trainers onto a boat, and we'll wa- they'll watch some whales out in the wild. Yeah, and they get to go see yeah. orcas out in the wild. All these former trainers. The way trainers that they should so be we, living, and they cry. Yeah. It's, uh, it's touching. Yeah, it's yeah. touching. It's yeah. moving, and uh, yeah, you kind of want like the last thing for this movie to be is to like in 2012, SeaWorld closed officially but no like they're still operational mm-hmm. like i had to look that up i was like did they close down after this documentary but no SeaWorld's still there doing the fucking thing but i'll tell you what right now like i'm never taking our kid to sea world no thank you never yeah. never never if he says we want to go to sea world i say uh nope no no thank you i say uh nope <laughs> if um, nope, we're going to disney world we'll go to disney world where the yeah. only animals you have you can see are fucking no, you can see them in the... No, I guess you, you can go to, can go to Animal, Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. I never go to Animal Kingdom, no. so... No. Well, we will. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead. I'm going to Hollywood. I'm going to go watch the Muppet 3D Vision. Well, for... I'm going to go to that park, too. <laughs> I, anyway. Yeah. Uh, I, if, this, if this wasn't a great documentary, which it is, it would have made a great true crime podcast, Yeah, I would say. Uh, I enjoyed it. And, but yeah, uh, it was a great documentary. Worked my yeah. ire up, you know, enough to really... 
become engaged, but not enough to want to like break a window. Yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, that's a good because you don't want the documentary to make you walk away going like "fuck this shit." I was yeah, I was pretty. I I wasn't there, but it got me. Like I remember watching uh, fucking Sicko. And yeah, at the yeah. end of that, just being like, God damn it, I'm moving to France. <laughs> like, like fuck this country. Yeah. But, uh, gotcha yeah. again, America. Yeah, yeah. But this was like a great that. documentary about a very sad... A very sad, sad subject. subject. Um, and as, uh, as far as Tilly goes, yeah. what happened to Tillicum? I see this I didn't article do the research. <laughs> I, I do, yeah. It's USA Today. The article's January 6, 2017. It said he died early Friday morning, so... So in January of 2017. Last year. Yeah, about a year and a half ago, he died. But the thing is, he was at SeaWorld when he died. He was still at SeaWorld. He was died sur- Terrible. Or, surrounded by trainers, care staff, and veterinarians. Cause of death is yet to be determined. However, the organization said he faced very serious health issues, and veterinarians have been treating him for a persistent and complicated bacterial lung infection. Wonder what caused it. I don't know. I don't know. He was 36 years old. Little older than the orcas commonly known as killer whales who live in the region where he originated. So, he came to SeaWorld in 91. Yep. There it is. Right after the R.I.P. Tilly. R.I.P. Rest in peace, Tillicum. Rest in peace, you murdering psychopath. Um, That's a hot hot button issue. We should have put trigger warnings all over this. (laughs) Orca! So do you want to talk about the... Is that, that it for Blackfish? I like yeah, it a lot. And that's, it's a quick yeah, moving it's a great, documentary. Yeah, another, it does not feel uh, too short or too long. No, it's, it's another speedy documentary that gives you all the information um, in a concise way that makes you... And it moves you, too. Interesting in that true crime way, like like the Thin Blue Line, if you if anyone's seen that one. That's a really cool one about yeah. police corruption. Anyway... Well, that is it for Blackfish this week. Don't forget you can email us at 90under90 at gmail.com or send us a tweet at at 90under90 or you can uh, leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you uh, listen to us. We would love that. But if not, whatever. It's all good. Don't matter. Yeah. And uh, that is it for this week. I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Caitlin Eden. That's a wrap.